When I was in high school, there was an old man moved into Pledger. His name was Andrew M. Langford, and he was in his 80s. And Andrew M. Langford had been part of the U.S. Army in the Spanish-American War. He wasn't with Teddy Roosevelt's volunteers, but they were there fighting alongside of Teddy Roosevelt and the volunteers. And uh, he was a very interesting old man. And uh, he'd been a drunk all of his life. And then he got religion, and he used to listen to uh, to those uh, religious shows from Mexico at night. So when you went down the street, you could hear his radio playing, and you could hear these ministers talking from Mexico, and Wolfman Jack, who used to be a DJ down in Mexico, and they were selling all kind of things, you know, like Catholic ornaments and little doodads that you put on the dashboard of your car and junk like that, crosses and whatever. He didn't have really any friends and the way I met him was he bought a 1956 Buick from my aunt. And uh, my friend and I were walking down the road by his house and he couldn't get his Buick to start. And I said, hey, uh, didn't you buy that Buick from Aunt Myrtle? He said, yeah. And I said, how long have you had it? And he said, oh, three or four months. And I said, what's wrong with it? And he said, I don't know. She told me it was in excellent condition. And now it won't start. So my friend was, dad was a mechanic and he knew a little bit about mechanics. So we opened up the hood and we checked the, the you know, everything that you could check by just looking in there. So finally, my friend, his name was Mark, looked at me and he said, you know what's wrong with this car? I said, what? And he said, it doesn't have any gas in it. And I said, Really? And I said, Mr. Langford, have you ever put any gas in this car? No. So we went down and we bought five gallons of gas and brought it back to him. The old car started right up. And he was so old, he couldn't get a driver's license. So finally he went he went to the driver's license place so many times and he, he fell so many times that the Texas Department of Public Safety gave him a driver's license to drive from his house to my uncle's grocery store, which was about 300 yards. And that's as far as he could go. He could go to the grocery store, stop by the post office on the way, and come back home. When I was in college, your grandma Lee and I heard that he was sick, and he was in the hospital in Houston. So we went to see him, and I took him a chew of tobacco, and I took him some hair cream, and a toothbrush and toothpaste, you know, this is that kind of junk that you take to people that are in the hospital. And uh, he was excited, you know, that somebody came to see him because he had no family or anything. So a few, uh, I don't know, a month or two later, we went back to see him again and uh, he was dying. He wasn't in the room. And so we identified ourselves as Mr. Langford's friends and we wanted to see him. So they took us to his room and still laying on the counter there was his chew of tobacco, his hair cream, his toothbrush, all of that stuff that we had bought him. And she said, uh, you were the people, only people who ever came to see him. And he told everybody who came here, all the doctors and nurses, that his best friends had bought him that stuff. 
and brought it to him, but he would never use it. I guess he got joy in looking at it or something, you know. He had a friend, and then he died, and I never saw or heard from him again. When I was in college, he was living on $80 a month, some kind of pension, and he used to send me $2 a month and a letter telling me what was going on in Pledger, and it would be two $1 bills in it. Help, help finance my education. A great old man.